What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Once in the galaxy far, far away, we returned to the world of Star Wars because you demanded it. Think we forgot it, but then you need to remember we cover a lot of shit and Star Wars happens to be part of the shit pile. Not that I'm calling Star Wars shit. That's a whole other thing. If we're counting the sequel trilogy, I've already started us off on a rant. Nothing makes sense anymore. We're covering Star Wars Age of Republic Dark Maul. Here on Second Print Comics Podcast. Mark? Hello. Hello. How are things? See, people think that, you know, the the best way to do introductions is to script it. I've got podcast clients who can't do that script episodes. I'm like, no, it's got to come. You see, I'm like. Awkward and unnatural is definitely the way to go. People think that, you know, they're going to put on, especially all like the the armchair podcasters. They're like, you know, it's going to be NPR quality and all this shit. Listen, man, I'm like, I'm like the George Bush of podcasters. Okay. Everyone else is all like brains and heart. And I'm just like (laughs) gut and balls. I just want to paint puppies. Come on, check it out. Yeah. I know I messed some things up, but everything else is good, right? Right? <laughs> yeah. Might have done 9-11, but we don't need to go into that. We don't need to go into that. Things happen. We're crossing the streams now. It's a long time ago. Um, speaking of a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. This, Man, that was a fucking pivot. <laughs> that, was, that was a trend. From 9-11 to the age of the Republic. Uh, in one transition or less. Uh, this story we're going to talk about today actually takes place in a in a time period of Star Wars, for me, that is is kind of relatively untrodden territory. Obviously, I've seen the prequel films like everybody else, but I really not personally consumed any of the material, any of the cartoons, or really any of the comics that take place around this time. So for me, you bring this, this issue into play was a, just a, an interesting thing for me because I have never really delved into this section of the mythology. And I, I think we both agree, generally speaking, and I haven't read a ton of the, the books lately, but I read a lot of the uh, the early Star Wars and Darth Vader books specifically, and a few other random titles here and there that Marvel has done in the Star Wars line. And it does seem to be one thing that Marvel seems to get relatively, they, they do it pretty well, I will say. Uh, and this seems to be consistent, I think, across their movie ad- adaptations. And I don't know why that is. Uh, I, I also recently read an, an Aliens book that they just put out, Alien actually, and then also a New Planet of the Apes book. Now, neither of them blew me away, but they were both decent. And they that were both Planet like- of the Apes one, I, I might actually wait until the um, the first volume comes out and get that in in a paperback that actually was pretty entertaining. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're like, like, I'm not going to write home about them necessarily. No. Uh, it would be weird if I did. My, my dad would be very confused by a letter about a planet of the apes comic or what have you. But uh, I, I will say they're decent and they're, they're yeah. interesting enough that I might continue reading them casually or whatnot, or maybe when they come out fully out on Marvel unlimited, which we'll maybe rant about as well along all this, because I have to, we'll just see the going to hop from rant to rant because I have to follow along on this. You know, it's really convenient when I can follow along. I can do this with hoopla. I can do it with comiXology uh, when I can follow along during the podcast on one of my screens here you know as a, as a professional podcaster with a couple screens i got i have the ability to follow along with comics easily during the show but marvel for whatever reason and they, they, they used to have this ability you literally cannot read marvel unlimited as a subscriber on the desktop now if anybody knows a hack to this let me know but i spent several hours of several days and you buy an ipad just for this yeah, and then that didn't work either because it was an older version. It's neither here nor there. Now, DC, on the other hand, because I just subscribed to the DC Infinite app. Thank you, uh, Second Print patrons. Patreon.com slash Second Print Pod. If you want to help pay for our DC Infinite app like our patrons have now done, and uh, which enables me to do deep dives on certain comics like I'm currently doing behind that old and, paywall. And, and they can't say that we're just being greedy here. How many people on Twitter have been like, you guys don't do enough DC. You guys don't do enough DC. It's like if DC digitized easier. Of course we would have done it, but because of fan demand alone, we go ahead 
and get the subscription and do it for you. And for people. five bucks a month, you can you can hear me deep dive and way deep on DC because I'm now seventy some on issues into Jeff Johns JSA. All's deep in that run. I'm, I'm so I'm so deep. I can I don't even I can't even see any any way out. But there will be a way out eventually. I think I'll have probably one or two more episodes about that. That's on my series called Case of the Runs, where I dive into various runs here and there of, of various uh, comic creators. And I'm really on a Jeff Johns kick right now. I've been going into a lot of his old stuff. So this is just this is just even a sampling of what I've been diving into. Uh, nonetheless, it's frustrating. Back to Marvel Unlimited, it's frustrating that Marvel does not allow the ability to read the comics on a desktop as DC Infinite does. So I'm very appreciative of DC for doing a much better job, at least when it comes to their desktop version of the app, whereas Marvel just says, fuck off, go get a device, you piece of shit. Yeah. That was separate rants wrapped up in one and I think a Patreon promotion. I'm just, I'm just, you know, this is like a David Lynch movie, Remzo. I'm just, I'm just in the flow and it might not all make sense, but when you zoom out, you can eventually find, you know, some hidden messaging here and there. Yeah. Second print comics on Patreon at patreon.com slash second print pod. I think that was a promo asking for money somehow. Somehow, some way. I'm not asking. I'm just offering. It's 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 a tithe. We request. Uh, there was a, a survey from like two years ago over on Patreon to uh, kind of veer it back. And I asked people um, and I, I forgot this was this is the run that came with like, uh, you know, Star Wars bounty hunters and Target Vader and stuff, stuff that we've done in the past. But people, it, at least it seems Second Brick Comics listeners, they like these what I call like these inter periods. They like to see Star Wars from right around the time leading up to um, uh, the Phantom Menace. They also really like Star Wars looking at the time between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, Rogue One, that that kind of like, you know, the rise of the Empire era. The gaps so, where we know what comes out of it in the end. So in a sense, as long as editorial is doing its job, there's not much they can fuck up because they can't yeah. they can't change the future, but they can get into more detail and it gives writers a lot of freedom in a sense to tell interesting stories about characters that again as long as it's done right which they have done very pretty well of in the, the larger sense of, of sticking to the, the characters and 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 whatnot while telling new stories with them it really does make for a pretty you know a pretty blossoming creative opportunity because there's a lot of directions you can go while you can rest relatively assured they're not going to completely destroy these characters which might not always be the case but generally speaking they have done that pretty well with marvel with uh, star wars stuff yeah and i mean it's weird because as much as the popular consensus is that disney has ruined star wars i can't completely say that because the video games like star wars battlefront 2 which came with its own original storyline that was a great video game the comic books have been the number one bestsellers for marvel comics since they reacquired the Star Wars license from Dark Horse. Um, you know, we're talking about Star Wars Rebels. They brought back Clone Wars for a final season, Bad Batch, Mandalorian season one and two. We're not talking about the third one. And, uh, you know, some of the other Disney Plus shows and or which I, I couldn't really get through and or uh, Obi-Wan was a freaking disappointment. And then, you know, that was Obi-Wan could have been a great movie. Instead, it was a shitty half woke Try attempt at a TV show, and it was just a massive disappointment. Yeah, it was like they were nut flicking you. Like, here, you got it. You can't complain anymore. Then there was, you know, the the book of Boba Fett teaching Tusken Raiders how to, also known as Mandalorian season three, two point five. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So I mean, like, there's a lot of hit or miss periods. But what what I can say is, um, I used to read the Star Wars comics during the Dark Horse period of publishing. And I would still rather have it be at Marvel because it feels legitimate. And I feel like with a lot of the Dark Horse stories, they just get a little bit lost in their own. Felt like just slightly better produced fanfic. Yeah, it was just a step above that. So today what we're covering is we're covering Star Wars Age of Republic. It was oh, let me get out my phone to follow along since it's Marvel okay. doesn't want me to I'm do it on str- my desk. I'm in the struggle with you doing it on the iPhone. But you're a young man. You can handle that. Yeah, well, I don't have to I'm wear too my old glasses. To read just, yeah, I'm just going to be squinty during this episode. I have glasses and I'm not wearing them. They're in the other room. But I'm, you know, we're doing it live. I'm fine. 
Just be with us in the moment. You're gonna go. I'm just gonna act like I'm blind and let you do. I'm just gonna close my eyes and let you describe this to me. That sounds listen more fun. to this audible chocolate. <laughs> it's like a, a, a late night meditation. Remzo reads, reads comics to you. <laughs> Star Wars: Age of the Republic was a one shot. That is a Patreon exclusive. You can get uh, audio only meditation versions with soothing music in the background of Remzo describing uh, Star Wars comics. I'll do a lot for money. Feet picks, <laughs> ASMR. You just name it, folks. Patreon.com. There's a level for everything. <laughs> Um, Age of Republic was a series of uh, one shots that came out about five, six years ago. I also think they did Age of Empire. Basically, what it, it did was it was um, solo showcases on popular characters. And these are set in canon. Um, what these are basically trying to do was, you know, provide Marvel with a little bit of an extra cash grab, but also give a, a lot of Star Wars fans an opportunity to see characters that weren't in the current timeline. Now, Star Wars is the only franchise where you can jump between hundreds of years and still have like a consistent canon. Um, I have always really been a fan of the prequel era. I know that's kind of, you know, controversial for some people, but as a millennial, I think a lot of millennials have looked at, you know, episodes one through three with a bit of a softer lens because that's just what we grew up on so while i was really happy to see characters like darth maul return in a solo star wars story and especially in star wars rebel where rebels where i think they gave him the best story arc of any star wars character in the past decade All right, um, explain they, this to me remzo since uh obviously it's been detailed in canon somewhere or mm -hmm. how did uh darth maul go from getting his uh body chopped in half and falling you know off the thing in phantom menace to uh spider legs maul that we later see so long story short and this takes place after the story. So ju just for reference, uh, the story we're going to be looking at today takes place right before the Phantom Menace. We're talking like within a year of Phantom Menace. Pre-prequel. Pre-prequel. What happens is in Phantom Menace, Maul gets chopped in half. Last time you see him on big screen, right? Uh, the And this is, this is a cop-out. This isn't me saying it's good. This is just a cop-out. They justify it later. Basically... They just wanted of, to do more mall stuff. Basically. They wanted to do more mall stuff. Ba basically, what they said was that the lightsaber cauterized his body. <laughs> and then he used, and this is a throwback, he used the force to have the midichlorians in his DNA keep him alive. So what he does is he basically lands inside of this giant Republic trash compactor and he creates a spiderling body that he basically uses to like eat trash for like years and years. And because of the amount of the force he has used to keep himself alive, he um, he goes crazy. So eventually he has a brother. What was his name? Fuck. Darth, Darth Paul. Maul's brother. Darth Maul. Okay. Sa Savage Opress. Oh, okay. Savage no, Opress. So Savage Opress. Savage. That's Savage. Yeah. Savage Opress. Is this like brother. a Remzo mispronunciation or is that yeah, how you're supposed to pronounce it? It's Savage. It's Savage. Okay. I'm watching the Clone like Wars. Savage Opress's brother from the planet Dathomir goes searching for him because he's seeing Maul in visions. So he goes to find Darth Maul, finds him in this state, and then he brings him back to the Night Sisters. They're basically the witch coven that governs the planet Dathomir. And through their witchcraft and shit, they restore Maul's mind, and then they take the metal from his like spider body, and they basically turn it into legs, which he then uses. Um, at that point, what he does is he tries to essentially go take over all the criminal syndicates later eventually becoming the leader of the planet mandalore because he creates this giant conspiracy to acquire the dark saber um from the current leader of mandalore at the time so now he's a warlord crime lord and it becomes such a clusterfuck that he actually starts going after the trade confederate the trade federation because he wants to kill um darth sidious well first he wants to team up with him again he's like master look i return but when he learned that he was replaced by count dooku during that period um maul is just like fuck it there can only be two sith the rule of two the the apprentice eventually has to kill the master right so it becomes like an inter sith war in which maul loses it so Maul loses it. Maul loses the Darksaber. Um, 
you know, the, that's the, the same dark saber then that our, yes. our beloved uh, Mandalorian now holds. Yes. The same exact one. He loses the dark saber. Uh, he loses his uh, rule over Mandalore during a brief thing. It was covered in a, in a dark horse limited series called Darth Maul, uh, son of Dathomir. And um, so is that stuff canon then? Because it was the Dark Horse stuff. That that one was because it, it was Dark Horse. Certain things. So what was funny was published by Dark Horse, printed by Disney. Okay. Because technically, it was an unused script for a season of Clone Wars, which then later they basically say, "Yeah, that happened." So what ends up happening from there is for decades. Uh, Maul is just kind of wandering. He's, you know, one minute he's a crime lord. The next minute shit just doesn't work out. This whole time he's got spider legs. Well, no, now he has normal human, like normal, like robot legs. Like he looks like a person now, not like a spider creature thing. Okay. Because when we saw him in Solo, which would have been way after. He had like regular robot legs. Oh, he had spider legs. That's how I knew about spider legs. They weren't like super spider legs. They were pretty spider. You got to You got to see it to understand it. Right. You got to see it to understand it. So basically he's walking on to now it's like a spider um, to me. That's all yeah, I'm So he comes back in Star Wars Rebels. He's trying to acquire the Sith holocrons that you saw in the Rise of Skywalker. And this guy's done a lot. Yeah. And he's using it to basically locate Obi-Wan Kenobi. So he finds Obi-Wan Kenobi on Tatooine, learns that, um, you know, he's been looking after the chosen one. So he's like, listen, Kenobi, I'm going to kill you. And I'm going to kill this final Jedi. Um, Obi-Wan kills Maul. And in that moment, he basically realizes my entire life has been a waste. I've been a tool for everyone else's purposes. The empire is still a thing. The emperor, my former master is still a thing. I almost wanted to kill a child. This is just some bullshit. (laughs) And then he dies. Well, uh, well, so he basically repented on his death. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's more like a fuck. Like I should have been smarter type of thing. Shit. But, I hope religion isn't real. But it, it's crazy because like all the <laughs> that that's funny. Um, it, it's it's funny because like all the Darth Maul growth came through comics and the TV shows. Um, you never really see it in the films, which is why I always thought that what they did with Solo. You know, it was cool, but they, you know, Maul still had a potential on the big screen. Maybe he does in some way, but Darth Maul, I think, is one of my favorite characters. I mean, I presume they introduced him for a reason at the end of Solo, or an intended reason, but but maybe for a Solo sequel that never ended up happening. Yeah, well, he was supposed to be in in Obi-Wan Kenobi, and then the writers were like, why would we do that? And then they scrapped that shit. Well, they got Hayden Christensen Christensen eyes, you know, Google eyes. Well, what are you going to do? Anyway, this story, which anyway, that was the entire story of Darth Maul in five minutes or less. Yeah. To clip that off and sell it on CDs to to children. Yeah. Do you think he's more interesting now? Uh, Well, uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. It sounds like he's done a lot more interesting stuff than I realized. So sure. Why not? And and this definitely gives uh, a backdrop to it. So it's 24 pages, folks. It's a lot more art than dialogue. So we're just going to go ahead and jump in. And uh, this specific story is called Ash. And I'll just go ahead and read the prologue and then we'll just jump in from there. Sith apprentice Darth Maul has long awaited in the shadows under the tutelage of Darth Sidious for the day when they could bring about the destruction of the Jedi Order. But Maul's lust for battle drives him to act. And with the dark side of of the force as his weapon, the Jedi's days are numbered. Uh, what you do need to know, because they did do another Darth Maul book a couple of years later, is that Darth Maul was taken as a child, much like Jedi War uh, during the days of the Jedi Order. He was taken uh, as a child uh, from the planet Dathomir. Because, Very common uh, in Star Wars to be taken as a child. Like, yeah. pretty much that seems to have happened to every major character. They're just like that, Joseph Coney, essentially. Luke, Rey, uh, fucking Mandalorian. Yeah. Everyone child armies child. are a thing. It's almost like a badge of honor. Like, you can't even be cool in, in Star Wars unless you've been taken as a child. Yeah, somewhere. you're a pussy if you waited longer. Leia, she was taken as a child, as we saw in, in the uh, shitty Obi-Wan series. So Darth Maul was taken as a child by Sidious. He wanted to create this alliance. They should do a documentary called Taken as a Child with taken like a behind child. the scene, like heartfelt interviews with the with like Star Wars characters, but in a, in a very serious documentary. They gave manner. me a lightsaber weapon as a five-year-old. A&E um, is taken by a child, taken as a child. So Darth Maul has been uh, raised as a Sith since he was a kid, uh, uh, Emperor, you know, uh, Darth Sidious, who becomes later Emperor Palpatine, wanted to start an alliance with the Night Sisters on Dathomir. Long story short, that doesn't really work out as much. So, so 
um maul is one of the first like genuine like from the beginning he was raised to be a sith lord unlike sidious who was older i think he was a teenager when he ended up becoming a sith lord but that's a whole other episode right there so understand like all maul has ever been trained to do is kill jedi but he never really got that chance until about a year before um the phantom menace so what sidious has done because he's he's a senator at this point he later becomes a chancellor he's still trying to build up his political power what he starts doing is he starts you know collecting criminal power this is also what's going to help him when he sets up the faux proxy war between the republic and the trade federation so what he has maul do a lot of is going around and basically being a hitman um, he's going around killing, you know, criminals and shit like that just to give him some practice, but also to start building up this reputation of the incoming Sith Lord. Because if Maul is this bad, imagine what his master Sidious is like, right? So, so Sidious, aka Palpatine, who no who doesn't nobody knows that they're the same person, but he is sort of spreading the word and the the aura, the mythology of this rising Sith Lord, while also separately, not separately connected, but in public separately trying to gain power as as Emperor Palpatine. So there's kind of two strategies simultaneously from the same person. Yeah. At at this point, it's just what a master motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we start off on the planet Coruscant, and what we see is that this uh, drug dealer is basically meeting up with this hitman who works for the uh, Kytus cartel. And what they're basically going to do is they're going to go ahead and interject themselves into a spice uh, deal, and they're going to steal all the merch, and they're just going to basically bring it back to the cartel. So what we see is that this uh, drug dealer ends up meeting this assassin guy who's covered from head to toe. But a few panels in, what you basically see is that underneath all that garb, it's Darth Maul. So you know that something isn't right. You know that he just wasn't sent out by the cartel. You know that he's got an ulterior motive at play. But the question is, why does Maul hide himself? So what ends up happening is, um, you know, they're they're running through Coruscant. They're trying to get to this trade. And you've got some inner dialogue from Maul. Essentially, he's giving a breakdown of his master trying to build these alliances and throwing him on like these minor tasks and stuff like that. But Maul has gone on this mission himself. Al Palpatine has not sanctioned this one. And the reason why is that his powers have gotten to the point where he's such a strong Sith, he can detect the Force in others. That's a key thing. You're going to see this with the Inquisitors and others way later um, in the Star Wars franchise during the beginning of the Republic when Darth Vader and the Inquisitors are going after Jedi. They can tell because they were all Jedi Knights. So what he can tell about this drug dealer is that he's not just an average guy. What this dude doesn't even know is that he has access to the force. He just wasn't taken as a child. <laughs> so eventually Which is the great differentiator, you know, if, if you have access to the force, but you just had a regular life raised by two of your own parents. I mean, then you're, you're just not going to go anywhere. But you add taken by as a child to that. Sky's the limit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So they eventually get uh, to the meetup point where the spice trade is label this episode taken by taken as a child taken as a child, a Star um, Wars story. They, they get there and Maul is basically saying, you know, I'm not allowed to hunt Jedi, but he never said I can't hunt people who have access to the force, but don't know they're capable of being Jedi. So while they're Technicality, there, but he's, he's it's accurate. Yeah. Yeah. So while they're there, they wait uh, for some other, uh, you know, criminal bikers to show up and just as the trade is about to happen the dude and maul jump down and they just start murdering people now this guy is a killer but he's looking at maul who's just piecing people apart he's not even using a lightsaber he's fighting with his hands he's like he's i don't kill people like that murdering him yeah that's fucked up he's a fucking madman so they basically kill everyone. He goes over um, inside one of their uh, transporters and he pulls out a suitcase full of all the spice and shit. And they're like, look, man, there's a lot of money in here. It's time to go. So eventually. What is the spice in Star Wars, by the way? Because it's, it's just heroin. Yeah. OK, it's not like the um, it's not like the Dune spice that gives you sort of mystical, uh, mystical access to the other spiritual world and stuff. Nah, like that. it's just it's just drugs, just good old fashioned drugs. Old space, 80s, 80s style stuff. Star yeah, okay. Wars crack. Yeah. Got it. All right. 
So eventually, um, you know, they, they get back to a place where they can kind of recover. And the dude is like, man, like, this is your first job for the cartel. And Maul is like, yeah. And he's like, huh, don't know how they found you, but they spent their credits wisely. You fight well, if a bit early. The inroads they've made in the lower levels in such a short time, it's impressive. And now they're making a move on the spice market. Um, they play their hands right. And they, um, there'll be a real power in a couple of years if they actually get here to pick it up. So at that point, what you realize is that they're going to meet somebody else to give it. But now we're starting to realize, oh, no, this whole thing was Maul's idea. The cartel's not involved. What's he about to do? So he uses the force to pick up a giant stabby shard of metal, and then he stabs the dude in the chest with it. And there he goes. He's like, ah, I got my Jedi kill. This is when you're basically starting to see is that like Maul is capable of disobeying Sidious, but he's also capable of making his own plans. Sort of like Darth Vader ends up being as well. Yeah. So the next day, um, Palpatine and Maul meet up and he's like, Lord Maul, your foolish antics draw risking attention from the Jedi. And they have this argument and Maul is basically like, come on, Palpatine, I want to go kill some Jedi. Like, come on, I, I need to do this. So... Sidious wants to basically teach him a lesson about waiting to, you know, waiting for the time to be right. Wait. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try to access his full potential as a Sith Lord, but more importantly, you know, controlling his his Sith rage so that he doesn't just become a berserker. He's actually capable of becoming a full on Sith Lord as cunning and as evil and calculative and patient as Palpatine. Um, During that time, we also see some panels to show that Maul has killed some Jedi that he was sanctioned by Palpatine to kill. Um, There was his first one, and then there was a master that he killed. So he already has that bloodlust, which is why he's going after Force Sensitives, as they're called, like that drug dealer we met. So um, for this lesson, Palpatine takes him to the planet Malachor. And Malachor is basically where a giant Sith battle took place with the Jedi. And as a result of this giant energy blast that was used to essentially, you know, wipe the Sith out, it looks kind of like Pompeii. It's this old city with this giant pyramid. And what you see are these, you know, Sith and Jedi who have basically just been encased in ash. It's it's pretty haunting. It's just like Pompeii, if anyone has seen, you know, uh, the Pompeii artifacts. So now what he does is take a second print comics uh, field trip to Pompeii. Pompeii. I'd love to go to Rome. I'd love to go there. It's at our highest level of $10,000 a month. The producers get to come with us. You also get the feet pics with that, though. So, yeah, Jeffrey, (laughs) Eric, you get the feet pics and a trip with us. Come on, guys. Um, So what uh, what's what Sidious wants him to do is he wants him to go and take the ashes of one of the dead Sith and basically fucking swallow it. Which at one point I'm like, is this kind of like, you know, a power trip thing? Like I want you eat ashes or is there something with it? So Maul doesn't even question Sidious. Sidious, he goes over to this one dead Sith, takes a handful of his ashes and fucking swallows it. At that point, Mm -hmm. Maul is like, breathe deep, my apprentice. Let us see what the dark side has to show you. And from here, he opens his eyes, and what he sees is a little uh, kid who looks like Darth Maul from his same alien race. And he's and this kid is just like, "Huh? Or have have you have you come here to help us?" 
And Maul is like, what? And he looks down, he's wearing the garb of a Jedi. And the kid is like, Master Jedi, we need your help. And Maul is like, no, no, like, what, what's happening? What, what is this? And then we see a Rancor is attacking this little kid's family. So he goes ahead and he's freaking out, trying to figure out what's going on in his head. He's thinking, I'm no Jedi, no protector of the weak, but I am a hunter. So he takes out his double-bladed lightsaber, which has blue crystals, which shows that in whatever realm he's in, he's a Jedi. And he goes and he fucking kills the Rancor. At that point, the, um, the kid's family invites Poor him Rancor, to dinner. Rancors, man. Always getting killed. You know, they're, rancors. they're, be, they're probably being held by, by chains, building up all this energy, like, like a, like a, you know, like a, a pit bull chained they're up. They're so sensitive. Didn't, didn't anyone watch Book of Boba Fett? Teaching yeah, people know, to ride bikes get, like a Bantha and teaching that Rancors have feelings. You just got to give them a bone once in a while. Yeah. So uh, Maul is at this kid's family's place and they're, you know, celebrating, uh, you know, cooking him food. And they're just, you know, like showering him with praise. Like the Jedi have always been here to protect us. They're such great warriors. So Maul is just like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. This isn't right. I'm not a Jedi. So he takes out his lightsaber and starts freaking murdering everybody. <laughs> everybody. And at this point, the kid who's killed last is like, no, why? And before Maul kills him, he turns back into his black-garbed red lightsaber mofo self. And he's like, because that is what the Jedi are. A lie told to a desperate galaxy. And then he murders the child. And then he says, I, a lie, I will end. And then as he's killed everyone, he's attacked by the ghosts of Jedi right before he finally wakes up and Palpatine is clapping. He's like, good. I'm, I'm picturing good, the slow clap here. The Yeah. Good job, my apprentice. <laughs> you did it. You, did, you could have fallen for this fantasy where you're this heroic Jedi. And I, I'll say this scene, I, I, I didn't know what was going on at first. Obviously, I knew it's pretty obvious he's having some kind of dream-like thing from these ashes. Uh, but I, I was kind of... You know, just curious where this whole thing was going to go. And it's a pretty short scene, but then the the contrast of him, you know, helping this kid, defeating the Rancor, and then at this, like, basically like a Thanksgiving dinner with his family, and then suddenly he just slices one of their heads off was just, I mean, maybe I'm not supposed to laugh at things like this, but I laughed out loud. It's an I ironic know. laugh, not a ha-ha, they're dead sure, laugh. Exactly. Like, a fu- what the fuck laugh? Correct. Right. Yeah. And I'm not, I don't have issues or anything. Yeah, so Sidious asks him, like, what what did you see, man? And Darth Maul is like, many things. And Sidious is like, okay, tell me what you learned. And Maul says, rage, it fuels us, but it won't be enough to stop the Jedi alone. They have numbers on their side and the faith of the Republic. And then Sidious replies, for the moment, in time, and with careful planning, they'll lose both. Um, And that's the big lesson, which is, you know, you can't just you you can use your power. Your power helps you, but you have to be in control of it. It's going to be in control of you. Rage is a tool of the Sith, but you cannot let it lead you blindly. You have to be in charge of it. And that's that's the big lesson. And I mean, you see this as something that, you know, you, you realize that this is why Darth Sidious is like the top dog Sith Lord. But this also explains why. Later on in canon, Darth Maul is able to survive out of pure spite, how he's able to basically build his own criminal and political empire, and why no matter how many times he falls, he always has a plan to kind of get back up. And at the end of the day, it is, though, his own rage and his own greed and his own bloodlust that leads him to die again at Obi-Wan's hands. So I, I like this issue. It's short, sweet, lets the art do a lot of the work. But, um, you know, it just reminds me why I think that Darth Maul is a great character. I'm glad that Disney Marvel has given him a chance to grow within Star Wars canon within the new ownership. I just wish that they would allow him on screen one more time. I hope one day we'll see that. Well, I remember thinking as a um, maybe what what year did the prequel come out? Was it 99? 1999. Yeah. So as a 19-year-old young man, uh, I, aging myself very clearly here, uh, I remember thinking, wow, what a badass character. This guy is going to be just seeing him in the previews and whatnot and thinking, oh, this guy is going to be the new Darth Vader. We're going to get like all these years of, of this cool looking character. And then they kill him off in that in that movie. And I remember just thinking like. First of all, it was a holy shit moment because you just weren't expecting that. And just the way he died and everything, which turned out to not that, really happen. That was but... like the most epic lightsaber fight in all of Star Wars. Oh, yeah, it was, it was It's a great scene. And I, I kind of like that they did it in the movie. The only thing I don't I, there's a part of me that just doesn't like that. he He's come back in these other genres and now officially in the canon through the solo movie, just because I just don't like when deaths kind of get 
lazily sort of when just toss mocked. Just, a, yeah. su- just such as with uh, Palpatine and coming back in the Rise of the Skywalker. Yeah, so and, Darth Maul is back. <laughs> right, so it's basically the same thing. Like, yeah, so he's back, and uh, you know, it's 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 the kind of thing where maybe when done well, when explained very well, and I didn't see the actual explanation in the the media that you did, but in terms of you know, Palpatine, they basically didn't bother. They gave like a sentence, like, oh yeah, he's been doing. But you know, it's it, I need to see that. I need to really see it and have it explained and where it just made no sense and whatever. Yeah. Um, but in, in this case, you know, it, it, at the same time, while it makes that death on screen less meaningful, it's such an interesting p- character with a lot of interesting potential. And I think this story does really highlight that, that potential. And, and the good thing about stories like this is you can go beforehand and, you know, there's all this mythology. They can go 10,000 years beforehand for all they want and do a whole new set of things. So that's why, you know, there's always a little bit of hope. There's always a new hope for the Star Wars universe, because even when J.J. Abrams comes in and just completely ruins the franchise, I think that's a part of the problem to actually to go on a little side rant here as as we're, we, we do now and then. Uh, I think the problem with all of the Star Wars stuff now is that no matter, you know, the, the quality of a certain series or a certain episode or a certain whatever it may be, it all leads canonically to jj abrams and that's a problem i think that's a real problem so maybe they maybe they're better off going ten thousand years in the past or a thousand years in the past to some time where they can just do stories that actually might have consequences within themselves knowing yeah this all leads to jj abrams eventually or maybe they do a a, a star wars style sort of time-esque reboot and we somehow wipe the jj movies out of existence um but that is i think what holds a lot of this stuff back in a broader sense is that it all leads to jj abrams so you may as well focus more on stories that are sort of in a set period of time that haven't been explored as much and dig into the characters more and as a result that is i think where we end up getting the most interesting stories like i would say this one you know not not a mind-blowing issue by any sense of the uh, of the phrase but certainly an, an enjoyable issue that gives that kind of it makes you want to know more about darth maul it makes me want to read another darth maul series which should be the purpose of a, a book like this yeah i mean darth maul just to focus on him specifically has had multiple limited series um since what you know we'll call like the disney reboot um you know son of dathomir which was based off of a uh clone war script as i mentioned is one of my favorites i actually wrote a review on that limited series way under back at secondprintcomics.com you can go on back the when website we wrote things yeah back when we wrote things you can go ahead and read um we had ambition you know, my, and drive. My darth maul uh son of dathomir review i gave it really high high uh high praise and it's just um you know i, I think the biggest thing is that Disney doesn't do a great job anymore of character development. I think the last years of LucasArts um, really kind of focused on that. And you just don't get that anymore. I think that's why since, uh, you know, around Clone Wars ended was when the big Star Wars hype was around and then they failed to surprise the Skywalker. I think that's why a lot of people, especially when they uh, brought back the final season of Clone Wars, were like, you know, this is so refreshing he's so cool not just because it was him but because it was it was done right and that last season of clone wars where you get to see uh him lose the dark saber and everything and him basically escape again and that leads into him coming back into rebels sometimes later sometime later i mean it was just uh it was just cool to see a bad guy that actually felt like you know there was death to him he was shakespearean in many ways yeah, as far as the Star Wars character could go. Yeah, and I, I haven't had that that sort of depth with the character, but it does make me a little bit more interested in sort of this section of the universe and this time period of the universe, which I hadn't really spent much much time immersed in. Well, so have you have you wondered why the Mandalorians, uh, you know, clan have have you wondered why they have horns on their helmets? I hadn't really wondered that, but now that I think about it, that makes because they all kind of do. Ah. It's because they were part of the Death Watch. Which was the clan that, uh, which was the clan of Mandalorians that were loyal to Darth Maul. So they put little horns on themselves to sort of indicate like we're with this guy. Yeah, interesting. That's why. Yeah. Well, I still, I still have to go in, and they, they saw him as like a religious figure almost. I still have to go in and, and finish the Mandalorian season three. And by finish, I mean, watch all of it. Cause I only watched the first episode and then decided I wasn't that excited about it. And then I would shelve it for another day. The day of which has not come and may have been delayed by you mentioning that Lizzo is in the show, which didn't help me. But I think I still just, I do want to have a broad scope on this. Cause it was to me, 
of all the Disney of of everything that came out from Disney, um, it was the thing I did like the most for the first two seasons, uh, which I think is is pretty generally accepted. But um, I, a lot of the stuff that happened between now and then with the Disney Plus shows did sour me a lot on the the sense of direction that I think they have for the whole thing. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what which force is pulling it which way. Can John Favreau pull it back for me to make a good enough story out of? Or is it a giant marketing scheme to remind everybody to go buy Baby Yoda dolls? I, I said I said back in 2021 that after season two of The Mandalorian, especially with how it ended, that anything afterwards would just be a disappointment because, you know, so they don't allow stories to end. And that's the problem. I think The Mandalorian's true story ended with season two. I think Baby Yoda's ended with season two. Um, for them to keep continuing as they have has only brought about greater disappointment. I had a, I had a listener uh, reach out to me in the Second Brick Comics fan zone, or maybe he posted to his own Facebook. I don't remember like two weeks ago. And he was like, you know, I laughed at you when you said that after season two, the Mandalorian would be trash. And now I have to say, I'm sorry. And I'm like, listen, like I love the show too. And now it's a drag. I would, I'm it's like tonight, like, I'm going to watch Indian matchmaker on Netflix instead of the Mandalorian. It's just, what is Indian matchmaker? Oh my God. Indian matchmaker is so funny. So listeners like <laughs> hardcore, the OGs over on Patreon who, hang by out the way, comics I should zone. say, did I ever tell you, I did watch that. You watched that, milf manor. I did watch the milf manor. What was your ultimate verdict of milf manor? Well, I think this is something that other listeners, uh, kind of mentioned so they never they never actually have sex nope. <laughs> which would be the only <laughs> weird but the, the whole premise is kind of weird because they're all there with their moms and then mm. that's i think that's just weird like i wouldn't want to hit on a chick with my mom also they're getting hit on by another guy am i like that's you try to risk my mom i'm gonna risk your mom that whole dynamic is, is just very odd so I, I only watched a couple episodes and decided it wasn't gonna be worth my time but it, uh that, it was all. it was a it was crack car accident worthy i suppose just to uh to you know take a yeah, like at, end of civilization type of stuff so right. we, we like i can that. see society is downhill and i, I will acknowledge that and, and move on so we finished that tried jumping on mandalorian watched the first five episodes and then we're like we're gonna watch indian matchmaker which is a matchmaking show on netflix and in it's india about or in india well around the world with not not tp are you allowed to say this oh it's uh it, it's 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 um it's <laughs> when we uh, were kids we, we not feathers. It. Okay. it's thank you less, come again no no yeah yeah, we're good. Dot not feather. Um, the, the yeah, Indian matchmaker is funny because it's all these rich Indians who are like trying to, you know, find partners who will tolerate their weird personalities. Is it all take place in India or are no, they trying it's like somewhere in America, somewhere in London, somewhere in India, but they're all rich. It's like okay. the crazy rich Asians of Indian people. This is slightly intriguing to me, to be honest. There are three seasons of it. I started watching it during the pandemic, which is probably when I was watching all the random stuff I could possibly find. But uh, yeah, Indian Matchmaker on Netflix. Better oh, than The Mandalorian season three. Maybe I'll off. Now I have to watch both and, and do a comparison of the two shows. Direct comparison. It sounds like a whole new podcast sit, to me. Sit down, sit down with your wife, get some popcorn and, and watch some Indian, uh, you know, failure to launches, try and find their soulmate. All right, I'll keep it in the in the mix. It's way of, uh, it's way more wholesome and way better than Milf Manor. I'll tell well, you that. I mean, it's a palate cleanser for sure. That pretty much it pretty much has to be more wholesome than Milf Manor. <laughs> but uh, nonetheless, should we should we review this book? Yes, let's go ahead and jump on the review. Please go ahead and start. You want me to start? Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, I, like I said, this book doesn't blow me away or anything like that. Um, I would call. You know, I, I always like to give credit, Remzo. Let's see who are we giving credit to for this thing. Let me look up some credits. You know, this, you know, normal regular podcast would have maybe all had this laid out and talked about it at the beginning of the show. All right. Jody Hauser, Jody Hauser, writer and penciler, artist Luke Ross, colorist Java Tartaglia. I just like saying that name. Sounds like Tartaria. Java Tartaglia. And there's some other people involved. But yeah, the, <laughs> Jody Hauser and Luke Ross. Um, so I will give the art, like you said, the art does carry a lot of this, um, a lot of the action, you know, we kind of glossed over a little bit because it's kind of hard to describe, but I think the action is pretty decent where, where it is. And you know, while the art isn't, um, you know, it's not like it's not blowing not, you away, not George Perez over here, but mm -hmm. it's decent. I, I would call it uh, above average, very acceptable art. So I'm going to give the art a 3.5. I would say about the same for the writing, but I would put it a little notch above average. Um, actually, I'll probably grade it about the same, to be honest. It's, it's a pretty good book. 
this sits right in the firmly in the Sunday read wheelhouse. I'm going to go 3.5 on the writing, 3.5 on the art for a grand total of seven. Um, Pretty good, pretty decent, not going to blow you away. And you're not probably missing anything major if you don't read it, but I don't think you'll regret reading it. That's yeah. my review. I'm gonna give it the. I'm gonna give it a sick lower. I gave it a three on art and a three. On <laughs> you always surprise me when you go lower on a, on a book that I think that you. I don't, I don't actually. I, this, is, this is a genuine question. Why'd you give it a half a half a tick more for both? Like I can understand a solid three for art and story, but you gave it a point five. Like what? What's stopping it from being a seven at that point? It is a seven. No, I mean, what's 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 stopping each one from being an eight? I'm sorry, what's stopping uh, it from being an eight at this point? What's stopping anything from being, you know, a, a five and a five? I don't know. I mean, it, it's it's all somewhat uh, arbitrary at the end of the day. I don't have a yeah. very defined point system, but damn it, Mark, they're supposed to be professionals. Well, sometimes I will explain. Sometimes I loosely sort of reverse engineer what I feel a final score should be. And to me, a six feels a little low for what's a pretty solid book because a, a six is just above a five, and to me, a five is garbage. You know, a five five is actually sort of actively bad. Even though in theory that's sort of an average, but in reality, if something's a five, you don't really want to read it. So to me, a six is not far above enough of a five to to say this was pretty good, this was decent, this is worth reading. So I feel like to, for me to recommend reading a book, it's got to at least kind of land at a seven. So I guess I sort of reverse engineer of them both being uh, about equal in the art and the the writing. So that, that's how yeah, I get that there. makes sense. I, I I see that. See, okay. there is there is some logic behind it. You know, agree with it or not? Yeah, I. I I think I think and this is totally subjective, like our like our pseudoscience grading system. I wish it was a little bit longer. I wish it was a little bit longer. It did feel short, actually, which maybe is a good thing because maybe it means it was like entertaining enough that it that it kind of flew by. Got the job done. And I do feel like one one shots like this, when they're one shots, maybe it would be good to make these slightly bigger issues. And yeah, I guess you got to charge me a dollar, but I'm reading on Marvel Unlimited, so I don't really care in this case. Uh, But maybe. One shots like this should be a little bit beefier, like a, a 37 to 40 page issue just to make it feel like more of a story. Now, if this was like the first issue of a Darth Maul limited series, I, w- I might even grade it higher because it might have excited that me. Ch- to- that changes it if it, I think if so. it was. Yeah. But as a one shot, and maybe that's why it's can, can't really go that much above a seven because it's it's kind of just like a small story that I don't know if it's leading anywhere specific or if it's just telling me more about the character. Obviously, you said it does lead to some other miniseries, but um, we don't know that as as the reader of yeah. this right now so i, I think if, if this is issue one of like a six issue series i would probably definitely want to read issue two i hear it so we're giving it a total 13 out of 20 which is good solid sunday sunday, read. Read. sunday 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 if you're bored on a sunday browse our sunday read section we should have, we should have a sunday newsletter that has sunday read suggestions from the years of sunday reads but we would first need an intern or some kind of astute listener to go back and, and tell us all the things that if you would like that. To have Mark and I tell you what to do, go ahead and send us a the message. Second Print Sunday today. Times. I kind of <laughs> like it. Yeah. A Sunday reading list for every week. To wrap things up, I, I'm happy that the comics are still holding up the quality. I'm happy that the comics actually give fans what they want. And I'm happy that the comics remember that, you know, there, there's so much more story to be told. And while the TV shows do that to a degree, um, I feel like this is the last place where, you know, diehard Star Wars fans can still be respected. Yeah, I think that's pretty accurate. And for, for the for the most part, the the wokeness stays out of this this movie stuff. Um, believe it or not, even here even here at Disney. And now I'm not saying there's you can't. Someone might respond with, "Look at this panel from this Han Solo book." Like, yeah, I'm sure now, we're talking Star Wars, the High Republic stuff with the trans Jedi and shit. Well, I don't know anything about yeah. that stuff. So well, we that, don't even talk about that. Disney doesn't want to talk about that. That's obviously a different story. But in terms of the comics and the stories, it's it's not really pushed, even in the same way that they are in the mainstream Marvel books where it's very heavily uh, overtly uh, sort of pushed. Um, it's really not here, even in the case of characters like Dr. Afra, who I believe I believe you mentioned is like an LGBT character. I've never even thought of that with her because I've re- I read a number of series where she's a character in the Darth Vader series. I read her own limited series, enjoyed them both. Perhaps it's mentioned, but it's so much not what her character is that it doesn't even matter, which is how it should be in the case of, you know, when you're going to rep- quote unquote represent someone, yeah. whatever it may be. I don't care what it is. 
their character shouldn't be here's this character who is this thing and that's what it's all about no it should just be just like any other human being or what have you maybe it is some aspect of who they are but it's not the purpose of the character the character isn't has an entirely different purpose and maybe yeah. that's an aspect of their character that affects the story in some way um and i think with dr Ephra, it's never affected in the story in the way that i even i even noted it mentally because that's how much it's not a part of who she is as a character yeah, she that's need, not an she story yeah she doesn't need a justifier like she's right. not a great lgbt whatever character she's not cool because she goes and makes out with chicks after the story even though we might want to stick I around might, for that part. i mean <laughs> everything's within the realm but like she's a good character that's it it's like you know i always go back to what separates you know uh, a riri williams from a miles morales miles morales yeah he was billed at the beginning as like you know black spider-man but later it was just like oh he's cool spider-man he's it was a good spider-man whereas riri was never a good character which is why they always had to keep adding hyphens to her like over and over and over again because they can't justify her as a character so i mean it's it's uh it's refreshing to say the least it's refreshing and in stuff like this you can even get that when you're watching a sith lord murder a family yeah, and at the end of the day, like popular franchises like this, the rights are going to be owned by someone. Now, of course, in the case of Disney and Marvel, they're owned by the same company. So, of course, they're only going to publish things through Marvel Comics. In this case, it actually seems to be a pretty good thing because, for the most part, the comics have been pretty good. Um, by the same token, though, even – and I think Dark Horse used to have all these, pretty much all these, the Alien, the Predator, all this stuff. So Marvel yeah, has, has ultimately acquired all these rights over the years. But uh, it's just one area that, for whatever reason, they have sort of kept quarantined from a lot of the other editorial influences and generally you know i'm not saying all of these these comics that i've 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 read another alien series last year that was pretty damn good too um maybe they're not breaking new ground but they're not disrespecting the old ground and that's kind of like that's the best good enough though that's, that's the most you can hope for with this stuff so as long as they're giving you solid stories that with some interesting characters that take place in these universes and they stay true to the feel and the vibe I'm okay with this. Uh, when we get like, you know, transgender apes, then, you know, that's when things purple hair, transgender, you know, Dr. Dr. Zayas. I am Caesar. They, them. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Dr. Zayas. That is true. Anyway, <laughs> um, let's wrap it up. I, yeah. I think it's, I well, think it's time when we're at, when we get to transgender apes, you know, it's time. That's, to, time that's to wind the appropriate down. time. Man. Housekeeping Remzo. Folks, please go ahead and leave us a five-star rating and review if you love us. If you hate us, suck a oh, dick. and go subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're on YouTube. We're Just streaming saying. video. I don't know why, but we're letting you see our faces because why not? Uh, so oh, if you like that, if you like seeing us talk about this stuff, you like seeing our, our facial expressions, our emotions and whatnot, you can go subscribe to the Second Print Comics YouTube channel. In fact, I'll ask the favor to do that even if you don't watch on youtube or care about watching on youtube because it helps us just grow that channel and grow the brand and all that wonderful stuff that you'd like to help us do if you're still listening to us at this point well folks as always you can go ahead and hang out with mark and i and other fans of the second print comics nation at patreon.com slash second print pod where the fun continues whether you want it or not patreon.com slash second you want it i hope you want it yeah it just seemed right but then i came out and like most I feel like if they're paying us money they do want it so for those yeah. people at least they probably do well i'll keep it short and simple Sweet as always. If there's one thing you could do, remember it's read comics and change, and change the, the world. world. Good night, America. Adios. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.